Welcome to Off the Record. The fellas are back together. Man, the Off the Record banter we were having that I don't think you guys should ever hear, but I guess it depends on what my co-hosts want to do. But the Off the Record banter we were just having, quite ridiculous. Hey, that's that's premium content. You want to hear that? You got to pay for that, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty penny. Yeah. Yeah, y'all want to pay for that. <laughs> that banter, that, that content, that, oh, that shit is thrilling. Man, so... On today's show, we wanted to jump into the Charlemagne Joe Budden conversation. Joe Budden came out. He's leave, well, he's already left at this point. He ended his uh his exclusive relationship with Spotify, and um a lot of that had to do with Joe Budden feeling that his uh his content wasn't being valued properly at Spotify. And in the midst of that conversation, him talking about black content creators not being paid their due, Charlemagne decided to chime in and basically say he does that Budden did not negotiate contracts. And that he was asking for too much money and all this different stuff. So it's been an interesting back and forth, man. And I'll give more details if you guys don't know as we jump in everything. But the notion of black content creators not getting paid their dues. I mean, that's not nothing new, right? You see it in music, certainly. But that's not a new conversation. Nope. I think it's, it's something that wherever they see some type of lane to where it could be profitable and it could be some particular gold rush, they sweep to it. And just like you said, you, you made the same analogy when it comes to music. You look at the same thing that happened in, I, got, I, I'm, I know I keep talking about Cadillac Records, but it was a great movie. But you look back at Cadillac Records, when they actually stuck onto the art and they saw who actually presented the art form and the creatives and the people that they that flocked to the music, they latched onto it. And when they saw it was an opportunity, they ran with it. And so there's no difference from that to this, this situation when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to the data, when it comes to the content of what's being created. Yeah, I, I agree with Joe Budden, but there's a perspective that we might not be talking about, like as far as folks on The Breakfast Club, because, you know, he, he said, Budden said he approached DJ Envy as well. And DJ Envy was like, yo, he good or whatever, whatever. But like he has DJ Envy specifically, he's getting rich off of real estate and other shit as well. So I understand what like Joe Budden is trying to say, but maybe that's as, as far as like the priority of things on their plate. They don't care if this is the one part that they're not owning and running 100% because they have their their energies going elsewhere. So I don't know. I, I see if that's the case, you know, I can see both sides. But I, I definitely agree with, with Joe Budden as far as, you know, the message that he's trying to get across about ownership and, and not just in podcasting, but in every industry. I mean, I've, I'm seeing that wave. It just needs to continue. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I still would love to hear or see the deal or the offer from Spotify. I think he said it was $10 million. Is that, is that what it was? He said it was eight figures. I, I was looking at some videos earlier, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, I could have swore I heard like 10 million. He threw that. Uh, I don't know if that was the number that they actually offered him, but I think that's the number that he said on his podcast. And yeah, if that was the number, he, he did say it was eight figures. I think part of it too was they wanted they wanted control over the mm-hmm. Joe Joe Button podcast and then the podcast that will follow with his voice. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what turned you know that's what turned Joe off. But I agree, I agree with Joe. I think Charlemagne made some some legit points as well. And one of the things that I was happy about is they had this conversation over the phone with each other. So, you know, it didn't go straight to the internet. They talked about it over the phone, like, man, and, you know, they spoke on it, on their platforms. But it's just interesting, like, when we, as Black folks and content creators, want to make power moves and speak out of having control of, of their work and their art, these type of conversations seem to come up. And it seems like it's starting to even come up amongst our own people. You know what I mean? 
And I think that's part of what Joe was a little frustrated with. It's like, first of all, you're kind of speaking on something that you don't know the full detail on. Two, like as my brother, you know, I kind of expect you to back me in a certain, you know, to a certain degree. So I don't know, man. Like, you know, we kind of spoke off the record, pun intended, about this. Alex and I, and it's like, you didn't hear none of this when Joe Rogan got his two, 200 million, whatever his deal was. You know what I mean? It wasn't none of that, oh, he, he shouldn't have got that or he shouldn't have, whatever. And then some of Charlemagne's comments was like, he was comparing Joe to wanting money like these some of these networks got, like the Ringer got and, and uh, Gimlet, some of these other networks, the deals that they got, hundreds of millions of dollars. He was comparing that to what he felt like Joe was asking for. But why not compare him to what Rogan was getting? Rogan's not a network. Rogan got that deal solely, if I'm not mistaken. So Rogan's deal is just him. Joe Rogan is such an outlier that it, it, that he shouldn't be used as a point of reference except to say, okay, like your point is is well taken. When Joe Rogan got his $250 million or whatever his deal ended up being, no one said anything negative. It was met with applause. Like, wow, you can make this kind of money doing podcasts, right? One of the interesting things Joe was talking about is whatever he, whatever the negotiations were, were, negotiations were, whatever he was asking for, nobody knows but him. And he's saying that people are trying to say that he asked for more than what he actually asked for. And he was like, I didn't ask for 200 I didn't even ask for $30 million. He was like, people are making things up about me. And- he made a point to say everybody can't turn down money. Like, you know, when these companies throw something at you, every black person doesn't have the ability or the means to just say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do it on my own. So he was like, yo, if you want to work with Charlemagne's network or any other network, yo, I applaud you and I, and I want to support you. The thing is, is that when one of us do challenge status quo, why are so many of our own quick to bring it like to bash it? Like you can't talk about black ownership all the time. And then when someone challenges status quo to get black ownership, you're lining up to tear that down. And when it comes to podcasting and it being in its infancy, I've said this, I say this to everybody that signs with the crossover. If we don't get in on this now, 10 years from now is going to be too late. The cost to get in 10 years now, we would, would have missed the opportunity. And so that's what Joe was talking about. Like the money is the money, but he mentioned the contracts like, are you being included in all the different revenue streams that Spotify gets to use your, your IP with? You're probably not. He specifically talked about iHeartRadio. And he said, the Breakfast Club, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, and Envy, they don't own the Breakfast Club. Yet that's been the number one radio show for 10 years running in New York City. So if you're the number one radio show in New York City for 10 years and you don't have any ownership in it, that's a problem. And not only is that a problem, when iHeartRadio, who owns the Breakfast Club, when they syndicate it in every different state, you're also not a part of that syndication as well. And so the specific point about Charlemagne's network, there were questions around, does he actually own it? From what I understand, iHeart owns 50, Charlemagne owns the other 50. What Charlemagne didn't say was, he didn't answer why brilliant idiots, his own podcast is not on the network. That's a big red flag. When someone starts a network and their own podcast ain't on the network. A second red flag is the Breakfast Club podcast is what's anchoring the network. So if the Breakfast Club doesn't actually own the show, they don't then own the podcast. That means nobody black owns the podcast. The third part is that Charlemagne owns stock and has an officer title at iHeartRadio. So he's clearly making money on the back end. So then the next question is, is Charlemagne making the money up on the back end? And he's basically selling uplifting black voices, but not including these black voices in the revenue stream. There's a lot of questions around all of that. And Joe was challenging status quo. And regardless if you like Joe or not, his points are valid. 
like black culture moves the needle. And if we gonna keep complaining and say we ain't got nothing, when something like something like podcasting, what what happened before podcasting? Like, what was the thing that blew up before podcasting that we had a chance to maybe get in on? It didn't the dot com bubble when we were like eighteen. Like, hmm. what what was the thing? What was it? Would you say it was like blogs and vlogs? That would you count that? I don't even think they're blowing. Not like I don't think it's like podcast though. No, I mean I think I think they're kind of surpassed, well, but maybe was, so. Social media, Black okay. Planet was we was huge with us, right? But yeah. like, look now, all the major social social media sites are white owned or Asian owned. Every single one. And who's that, on, who? And who runs Twitter? Black Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't own none of that. that that's why, yo. That's why I don't understand why they were so mad at Jay for his his line in that song about Black Twitter. Like, yo, you you don't own that. You you don't you don't own it, and people really got upset. But that, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, I mean, I feel you, man. That's the important part. Like, I thought it was really interesting when the stuff came out about Joe and bestiality and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> the timing of that kind of stuff was like was perfectly timed with him asking for more control and all this. Like, come on, man. Like, all that stuff is lame. Like, my thinking is. I am nowhere near Joe Budden's level of podcasting or podcaster. But if Joe breaks through a door, there's an opportunity that maybe I squeak through the back of that door also. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like more people should look at it that way rather than they don't like Joe. And he already got into a bunch of pissing contests with some other prominent black podcasters over all of this. And it's just kind of like, yo, you know, if y'all work together, like you could have something here. The outcome could be totally different. And this is why I was wondering in the sense of Joe, his the situation, Charlemagne, his situation. And look, just like you say, it goes it goes back to you know everybody can't just walk away from the particular check and just right. be like, hey, I, you know what I mean? There are, there's going to be people, there's going to be groups the way they, you know they're going to have to just take that. But then there's going to be other people that are going to trailblaze it and it's going to just go far and going to do what they need to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. At the end of the day, that's opportunities. So they both have like solid opportunities to do some great things. In a sense, Charlemagne, like you said, it's not it's fifty fifty. So when you break it down from the from that that percentage, yeah, it's not particularly owned. Joe, what he's doing, in a sense, is particularly everything what he's doing is own. And you know, that holds something a little bit different. Both great opportunities because both are able to actually kick out kick open the door for other black people and for other black creatives to do great, you know, and to chase their dreams. So there's nothing wrong with that. But it just seems as if it's trying to be put into an issue or it's trying to be them two are trying to literally be trying to be put against each other. When ultimately, like, yo, this could be a great it could be a great opportunity for them to actually do some great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think listen to what Joe Budden says. Like, I don't think um, I don't think he has a problem with like people who don't own. You know, if, if your path is to be an employee, then then fine or not even an employee, but, you know, not own whatever. I don't think he has a problem with the, with those people. It's just. He had a problem that, you know, if you're if you're in that position and you're saying something bad about me and I'm trying to own, I think that's what he had a problem with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I listened to to what both of them had to say. And I think it's just a matter of you have two guys with very they have big egos. I mean, they're very popular guys. They're, they're the black kings of podcasting, uh, if you will. And sometimes you, you say something to somebody a certain way. They <laughs> they, I mean, they're going to automatically respond. I don't think I don't think this is going to end up in like a beef. I think Button is probably going like him coming out and, and having like a whole 45 minutes of him just talking about Charlemagne. I think he's kind of dragging it out. I don't know if Charlemagne responds and I I think this just kind of dies and goes away, hopefully.
It'll probably It'll go probably. away. One of the things I took away from this is that like we just saw that that No Limit documentary a few weeks ago. And remember, Master P was in Jimmy Iovine's office at Interscope and Interscope offered him a couple million dollars for the label. And P walked away from it. And Iovine was like, you'll never work in this town again. Mm-hmm. And then P went to priority mm-hmm. and got the best record deal that anyone had ever had up until that point. What was it 80, 80, 80, it was 10? A, a, it was 85-15. P yeah. owned 85% priority, basically just, just marketed and distributed it. Like he knew his worth. And now we're now he gets celebrated for knowing his worth. Exactly. And we la- and people laugh at the rappers that don't own their masters, laugh at the rappers that signed whack deals. And there's a there's a great a great example of somebody that said, No, I think my content is worth more than what the label is offering. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. Yeah. Celebrate it. Yeah, let's say it's, it's knowledgeable, man. You know the way he's the way he came off. I understand people people don't fuck with Joe. All right, I get it. You know what I mean? Like people don't deal with him. You know what I mean? He he can you know all right, but you gotta understand and listen to what he's doing and, and what he's saying and the knowledge that he's presenting. You know, especially if you're in this, especially if you just I mean whatever you want to do. So he's just trying to just show the knowledge. And like I said, Charlamagne has some other things going on too. That's really great. Hats off to him. But it's still opportunity great opportunity to do something well you know it's good I mean, for both of them yeah they're just going in two different paths yeah and if it, if it provides more opportunity for for black podcasters to have a voice and make money and mm-hmm. have ownership oh well, more power to them exactly right. they both can they both can i mean the one thing i guess the one thing I, i'm i'm a little disappointed about is you know with Charlemagne in this move that he made and then Joe being in the situation that he's in, like this would have been a perfect, perfect situation for them to make a power move or, you know, something for them to have worked together on. That's the only thing I'm a little disappointed about with the situation. But like y'all said, I mean, they both, there's space for both of them in the game. I think their impact would have been, would have been bigger together, especially like like we said, with these, these other networks kind of shafting black creators. But We'll see what happens, man. I, I'm interested in seeing what Joe's next move is. But I was reading about uh, Charlemagne's network, and I thought it was interesting that he said that he so he started to file for the name back in 2019. So he said that you know this was an idea of his, and it was really just figuring out who he was going to partner with. So I'll be interested in seeing his deal as well, or if it really is 50%, if he really gave up that much to to partner with iHeart if this was really his deal, if this was really his idea. Because he said, you know, the premise behind it was to create like the audio version of BET back in the night. You had your hip hop shows, you had you had your news shows, you had your comedy shows, you had, you know, so which is a dope concept if that's what he really tries to if he's really gonna pull off. But I am interested in seeing how much how much he really gave up for this partnership. Because if you read his article, it was in the Forbes. He made it seem like, hey, this is his this was his thing. It was just a matter of who he was going to partner with. He didn't really have any issues with creating this. Uh, he had from other some other network that he co-owned. He said that he got he got to sit back and watch the game and what was going on, and that's why he kind of made this move. I think the network's going to do well. He's got he's got major names associated with it. Drinking Champs is on there. All the smoke is on there. Like he's got big names, right? I think it's going to do well. It just remains to be seen how it all works out. From my seat. The benefit to being in business with iHeartRadio is that iHeartRadio has the cash to essentially make sure their podcasts are always featured on all the different apps. Because that's really where it's at, right? Like if nobody knows who you are, it's hard to get discovered. And what I'm learning is either you need to be famous, like really famous, or you need to be willing to shell out the marketing money to, to pay these different 
these different podcast apps to, to feature these podcasts. And Charlemagne's got money, but I mean, in terms of, of black dollars, he ain't Puffer J or Tyler Perry, right? So iHeart is probably going to backdoor a lot of things and make sure that Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, that all their stuff is featured prominently, which means more downloads, which means more ad revenue. The question is, what's the ad revenue split? And that's one thing Button was talk about talking about. What's the ad revenue split and where is the company going? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this, Holly and uh, Brandon and Quan, y'all can chime in too, but you know, you, you spend a lot of time researching this stuff. What do you think Button's next move is? Like, what do you think? Where do you think he goes with this? Do you think he loses out because he didn't take a deal? You think he'll be blackballed in any kind of way? Uh, or do you think he steps out there and he does his own thing? So, just me reading the tea leaves, I think the final episode of the Button podcast, you know, exclusively on Spotify, Kevin Durant was, he called in, he was a guest on the show. Kevin Durant is launching a black network or has launched a black network with partnership with Intercom. Intercom owns a ton of radio stations. They're getting into business with Twitch, all this stuff. I'd bet 50 bucks he ends up doing something with Kevin Durant. Ah, I can see that. I can see that. I didn't I didn't think about that. Kevin Durant just magically popped up the last episode. He just started a podcast network with a major company. Yeah. If I'm yeah, I'm reading it, I think that that's there's something in the works. So my thing, my thing is this: you have this big network. I mean, Charlemagne has this big network that he's with iHeart, and they're backing him. And he, you know, he's getting all getting the dollars in the sense, or he's having the platform to actually open up doors. Does that lead to him opening up doors? Like, okay, you, he has, like you said, he has met the Matt Barnes and, and Stephen Jackson show. Well, he has like what three, four other shows. Like, he's got you, like ten shows. Ten shows. I mean, Jess Hilarious got a show with him. Yeah. So I mean, he has prominent figures that are out there. You know what I mean? That uh, that have shows that I mean, that also have backing as have a backing as well. Yeah. So yeah, like, I, I was gonna say, I think I think he'll be fine. I mean, it just really depends on the relationships that he's built around him, and and it seems like he's built the ones that that he needs. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like him, but there's a lot of people that will do business with him, and as long yeah. as he has that, he's clearly got the personality for podcasting, the ego. He's got a network. I think he has enough. I think he has enough. I think he'll be all right. With the big shows that he signed, like, for example, um, All all the Smoke, where they're also on Showtime, right? Drinking Champs, they're on Revolt. Uh, Breakfast Club, they're on Revolt also. The question you have to ask yourself is, for these large shows that have, like, celebrities as podcasters, how many other corporations have their hands in the cookie jar? Because if All the Smoke is also on Showtime, well, does Showtime get a piece of this deal? Does Revolt? Like, it's just like a record label. Like, the more people you bring in, how much is left for the actual black creative? And if you're Charlemagne, like, if you have a show with, like, that Drinking Champs, they get hundreds of thousands of downloads on YouTube every time they drop an episode. So Drinking Champs already has a core following, right? How much more popular is Charlemagne going to make drink cha- Drinking Champs? I don't think he's going to make them more popular at all. I don't think that he's going to give them more access to ad dollars that Nori and DJ EFN don't already have. Same with all the smoke. They're on Showtime, for God's sakes. So yeah. now someone like Jess Hilarious, who's not as famous as these other people, maybe I, I want to see what he does with those folks. Because mm-hmm. the yeah. big names, the big names are already the big names. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's what you know he's leaning towards, and that's what part of his network or most of his network was based on is based on. Basically, I think that's what he was saying. You know, giving opportunities and kicking in the door, you know, for black creators. They're just hilarious that are coming up in the world. Time will tell. 
time will tell if, 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 if that's the actual case and you know that's what he, he called out and said you know that's what he wants to do yeah i think i mean that's an interesting point too uh the article i read about it is so he mentioned like jess hilarious and some of the other shows that he that will be starting the podcast from from the ground up but he's mentioned like partnering with drinking champs and all the smoke and all of that so i'm wondering that's a good point alice i'm wondering how those deals are structured and I, you can only hope that all the smoke and drinking champs and those other those other shows that got core followings i'm hoping they in joe's situation where they have control of everything you know what i mean and that can be what dictates that deal that they got i don't know man he has a heavy lineup I just hope that everybody comes out a winner in this situation, and he lives up to what he's what, he, what he's preaching, and that's that's giving everybody this platform and their voice. We'll see. Well, look, man, switching gears for a minute. The PS Five got every man tap dancing and doing the dishes and taking the trash out and doing whatever you need to do. And no shade, do what you need to do. But one thing that got on my nerves about the PS Five release that I've seen is. Like all the men saying, like now it's time to like not all the men, but a number of men saying now it's time to get a girlfriend. Like now I better I better take up the trash. I better do the dishes. I better do this. I better do that. You know, I better get my girl take me to the store. Well, all these different things, and I'm like, or get you a girl that can afford a PS Five. All this stuff, and I'm like, man, aren't men doing the same thing that they criticize women doing? Like get you a man that can afford, get your nails done, it can get your hair done, it can do this and do that. My thing is like, yo, I mean, well, I don't want to come off as elitist, but like you can't get your own PS5. Like if my wife wants to buy me one, by all means, cool. But like I'm not begging her. Like it's, it seems it's weird to me what's going on, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I had to get off my chest. No, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. That's like a game. That's like some shit that you buy for yourself. Like, I mean, that's like a, you know what I mean? Like I, I hey. like you said, all oh, my own. Well, like, Sinead did. She know. did buy my 360. Wait a minute. I think she yeah, bought me. Yeah, yeah she bought me three. Well, yeah, but then, you know, saying, then women can yeah. get themselves flowers. Why can't they? Why can't they yeah. get us a PS5? Yeah, that's cool. Like, yo, like, that's what's up. Like, if, hey, babe, you know it's what I mean? It's a gift. It's a gift that we actually want. We don't want another tie, yeah. socks. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, bro. You, you, might, you might need some socks. <laughs> 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 Y'all said I got talons. Look at that toe bobbing out. <laughs> that toe bobbing, bobbing man, that, that, Hey, that's a gift. That's a gift that a lot of us could enjoy, man. Shoot. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing stuff. I'm just seeing stuff like dudes saying they got to convince. They got to, yeah. they got to show their wives that like, oh, it also plays like Blu-ray, so she'll, she'll want to use it too. Like, uh, if your wife or your girlfriend wants to get it for you, cool. I saw. But it's I saw, like, I, yo. I saw a meme. I, I, where, I saw a meme where where dude dudes with dudes were like they were dating like grandma grandmas like to like yeah wow yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> is, is shit that's a video game like, yeah well, you know over a game like well you, you just go you know buy yourself one or you know if you if you're lady right. you know, that's what's up yeah you, you should be able to buy it buy so, it. so 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 hold on hold on so so it, it's wrong to ask you want for I, a I, gift. I, I didn't no, say but it, it's wrong to it's it's wrong to, to get with a woman just because you think she can afford to get you a PS5 or you're just being nice to her because you want a PS5 or I think or, all that's wrong. Yeah, or it's weird that you want to date a 75 year old woman just to get a PS5. Hey, so, <laughs> yo, some dudes be looking for that come up, eh? you know. Do you think? But isn't that the same thing? Dudes actually doing that? 
They give themselves. I, I think so. They give themselves a cougar for the for the moment, and you know, we get that PS five and be living the life. Shaking their ass for cash, shaking their <laughs> ass for Elder Scrolls and, and Spider Man. Elder Scrolls, <laughs> refrigerator full of, of, of juice, and soda, <laughs> and food. Man, shit, it's, it's getting cold outside. There's some truth in all thing. comedy. There's some truth in oh. all comedy, man. That's why all this ain't fake. Right for for somebody for it to be for it to be a joke. That's how you knew it happens. Somebody had to witness it first for it to become a joke. But I, I just saw it and I was just like, yo, really? Like it was like a week long thing. So I think what it is, Alex, is like, I mean, that's not front. Like, there's a lot of people in relationships who have to run that purchase past their significant other. That's a that's a that's a five hundred dollar purchase. That's a four or five hundred dollar purchase. Budget. Yeah. So I but think what I, I think what some of these dudes are trying to say is, oh, let me take out the trash, let me clean the dishes, let me let me do all this extra stuff. So I can, you know, <laughs> so I can justify asking to make this type of purchase. So I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with talking to your spouse about making a large purchase. I recognize that five hundred dollars is not nothing to sneeze at, especially for a video game. Like it's nothing to sneeze about. But like some of the things I'm seeing, downright disgust me. All right, so ask, downright disgust me. Okay, so let me ask y'all this. Let's take it. Let's take it to this this next level. Piggybacking off of what I just said, should you, if you're a working man, right, eighty hours. 40 hours a week you you work you, you know you work hard as the next man should you and you're in a relationship should you have to run that pa- that purchase past your significant other if if you want one should you have to get get the clearance to get that well i don't i don't think that's the only thing you you have to use to make that decision i mean i could work i could be paying the bills but if it doesn't fit into our budget then i probably should not make the purchase (laughs) but if i have my own money and the bills are paid then yes i'm not saying anything i'm going to get it because i want it what you think yeah i mean i agree I mean, yeah, if it fits that particular budget, if it doesn't, you know, like I said, if you got things you got to pay for and if it's certain things that you have to do, I mean, you got to prioritize that. And you, 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 yeah, you probably do have to run that shit by your lady. Let her know. <laughs> like, yo. I'm not saying you make that purchase and your rent's due and you decide to run, you decide to make that purchase and now you can't pay your rent. But five, like Alex said, $500 is $500. So a purchase like that, even though you work, you bring in your own money. Your lady bring in money. Y'all live okay. You live comfortable. It's not going to affect your rent being paid, but 500 beans. You can do a lot with $500 Look, in the household. It, here, here's the baseline. They, they, I, I, like Brandon said, like, are your bills paid, right? Like, are things okay? And if things okay and both people yeah. are doing whatever their job is within the relationship, like, look, you don't get married to ask permission. There's a notion out there that you've got to run everything by your spouse. And some things, yes. But not everything. And this is coming from a married man. Mm. I was in bed looking at the PS5 when the white and purple joint first dropped. And I was, I'm, trying, I'm an Xbox guy. Y'all know that. We had an Xbox for, for what? The last, since I haven't had a PlayStation since PS2. Mm. I was in bed looking at it. Sinead saw me looking at it. She's like, why don't you just go get it? I was like, well, the, it's pre-orders. Like, the websites are crashing. It wasn't even a think of, oh, oh you get ready to spend 500 Oh, you better not spend 500 Oh, you, you, you want to talk? Like, it's not, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Not like, everybody is lucky as you, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even. It wasn't even a question. Like, you sitting home, you looking at it, you like, yo, damn, like, like I want that shit. You know what I'm saying? And she probably was just like, yo, you know, 
Shit, go go buy. You know what I'm saying? You got to do it. Like I'm trying to figure out between the, between the Xbox and the PS5, but I see everybody talking about the PS5, and I, I haven't had a PlayStation in a long time. Like this shit looks dope. I'm just looking. I didn't even know she was paying attention. I'm just my, I'm just scrolling, and she's like, "Why don't you just order it?" Like yo, people overcomplicate these things. Like five hundred dollars is nothing to, like laugh about, but like if you if both you guys if if things are paid, like you don't take the grocery money and go buy a PlayStation. PlayStation. So we're not saying that, but if things are paid and you're straight, yeah. Like, I was about to buy it. I didn't say anything to Nia. I was just, I was just online. I was like, let me see if it's here, and I can pre-order it. And if I can, I'm gonna get it. And but I couldn't. I don't know. Some people be. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I hope it would. I hope you wouldn't be like. No, I'm just saying in general. I'm not saying anybody on here, but I'm just saying in general. Like, I hope it wouldn't be like. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like shaking. You got to be chilly willy and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> to tell your lady or. Or even, you know what I'm saying? Or even if you're a woman that like playing PlayStation, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell your dude that, you know, you want to you wanna buy something that you like or that's something that you want. Okay, so let me let me flip it again. Okay. So, you, you know, like I said, bills paid, you chilling, food in the fridge, everything good, you live comfortable. You just happen to, you, you, get, you get that alert text on your phone that there was $500 debited out of your bank account. Are you not going to be upset that she didn't mention to you whatever she spent she put spent five hundred dollars on mm-hmm. that she didn't mention to you that she was about to make that purchase on your yeah, car? Well, see, that sounds like a joint. That sounds like a joint account. That sounds like a joint yeah, account. And if you, yeah, a joint like, account, you usually have you you've made some type of agreement with each other prior to opening that account or while you were opening that account, whatever. So there's an agreement. If the agreement there is anything over a hundred dollars, we were going to talk to each okay, other all right, all right. about. Let me, let me, let me catch you. Yeah, joint, joint, yeah, joint account. Yeah, you, you can't be sliding. All right, all, right, all, right, all right, let me catch y'all. Let me rewind that. Okay. All right. So you chilling again. Like I said, bills paid, food in the fridge, everything good. You happen to be sitting at the kitchen table having your coffee, and you see a bank statement or ATM slip with five hundred. Oh, you see a receipt. Let's do it even better. That you see a receipt for five hundred dollar purchase. Are you going to be or feel some kind of way that that wasn't mentioned to you for that amount of money? For and it was on her card. It was. It was her. It was her out of her bank. <laughs> I mean, I mean, ain't really I'd be curious. I was like, "Damn, what'd you get?" Exactly. Oh, y'all live together. Oh, oh, y'all live together. Y'all live together. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh, bills are paid. Okay. Like, we have a joint account, and we've got some joint credit, and then we've got all our individual stuff. Yeah. Not one time I've been with this woman. We've been married five years, but we've been together for like 15. Not one time have I said, "Like, yo, you spent too much," or like, "Why'd you like?" Ever. It's never even crossed like. Even when I was broke, broke, it never crossed my <laughs> mind to ask her about when she was spending money. That's not who I am. Even if she took from the, like, there's been times that she spent money from the joint account. I barely even look at it. We're like, okay, there's some, if there's extra money in there, she decided to use it. I think it's different when, like, your spouse don't have your back. That's different. Right. right. Mm. Or, I, like, I know she's what? never going to let me go without. So I don't worry I, about those things. I, I think the, the bigger issue here with, with PlayStation, just video games in general, it's not so much about the money. It's it's about the time and attention that it's taking away from from <laughs> women. I think that's why they have a problem with PS fives, fours, threes, twos, all of them. <laughs> if you if you ain't if you ain't spending that time uh, paying them attention, they're gonna have a problem with it. So I don't know. Most most women. Well, I can't even say most women in general. My experience has been women don't really mind 
spending money on they man if they fuck with you like that. But uh, anything that takes your time and attention away from them, they don't like it. Don't you know, like it. you know, that's the bigger issue with the PS5. You know, what this reminds me of. I'm sorry, Brian, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. No, I was done. This reminds me of Martin <laughs> with the, the Hashitashi. Hashitashi. <laughs> <laughs> And that was ridiculous. With the bitch two thousand. Bitch two thousand. Yo, it's funny, right? Because me and Nettle, we was in the store. This was like this was twice, maybe a few months back, maybe like a month ago back. And we seen it twice. Yo, this is TV I want. So <laughs> I told her, I was like, yo. <laughs> Every time we see this TV, I'm like, yo, this shit is ours. It's a lot hold of hold, 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 hours. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Well, this is a dream. This is a this is a dream TV. <laughs> One day, you know what I mean. He said that that Hashitashi is gonna be on the wall. One day, <laughs> that Hashitashi. Yeah, that's something. That's a lot of money, right? See, so. but that's that's a that's a joint purchase. So, like, of course, like you know, if me and Misha are buying something for the house or a TV or something that we're both going to enjoy. Like, you know, obviously we come to some type of an agreement, like, all right, yo, we gonna, we gonna spring that money on that, right? But again, let me preface that I'm not talking about my own situation because some of y'all tend to think that I'm talking about that's how my household goes. I'm just playing devil's advocate for the sake of the show. Thank you. <laughs> but... There are people, men and women, who would get upset in those situations with purchases of that amount of money without it being discussed. So money might be a little bit tight for them. Yo, I don't even think I don't but see, I don't even think it's money being tight. I think it's more so control. Mm. And it could be it could go down to what you said, Brandon. Like it could be control from a standpoint of well, if he gets this, then his time is going to be spent on that damn new system he got. It could right. be that. Or it could be controlled on a whole nother level. It's not always based on money being tight. It's, mm-hmm. you know, some people want to control finances and, and control how they come in and control how they go out. So mm-hmm. 500 beans is a lot. It's a lot of cash. No. If we should, I don't I don't check her or nothing. We got a joint account. And then we also, we have our own separate. If she came in here with something that I knew was expensive or something, I, I mean, it's time to time she might come in here with some new, Fuji, I mean Gucci shades or something. Y'all said Fuji. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yo, where you get them? I don't, I don't, you know, I don't never be like, yo, you spent all that. Then I don't never do that. She don't do it with me. She see a box of shoes come in the mail, she might shake her head because it's the third box that came this month. But she'll never say nothing. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, I think what ends up happening sometimes in relationship is relationships is like. People over police their spouse purchases or otherwise. That's a good way. And look, if you don't, if you don't trust your spouse to make purchases of which that they and you can afford, then you shouldn't be with that person in the first place. And that's a hard conversation for some people to want to have, but that's the truth, right? So you get with somebody and you're in a serious relationship and, and you're married, like, yo, who wants to check somebody every time they buy something? Yeah. Now, look, if you pull up, like if you're, <laughs> Obviously, if they pull up with something that's well outside of your means, that's an issue. But to police somebody, like if, especially if both of you are working, and maybe, maybe, maybe you work, but she takes care of the children, and certainly you can't disqualify that. You know, who's gonna? Who's got time to be policing people, man? Like, <laughs> I like look, look, man. I don't have any kids, and I don't want to treat my wife like she's a child. 
You guys got kids. I assume that you don't want to have to treat your wives like you don't want any more extra kids. Well, y'all might want more kids. I don't know. But you don't want to treat your your wives and girlfriends like their kids. That's it, B. I mean, like, yo, <laughs> it, like you said, it's like a control thing, man. Like, yo, you don't trust your spouse to make a purchase that y'all can afford? Yeah, nobody wants to walk on eggshells or be controlled. You know yeah. what I mean? So, nah, stop it. I mean, I think I think that's a that is a good point. That's a fair point. It's an excellent point. I think sometimes you do have people that are, you know, you run into those people that are overly financially conscious. So yeah. they account for every dollar. Oh, that's five hundred dollars. Yeah, we had it, but we could have used it on blah 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 blah. Bro, my <laughs> wife is this, this is my money. <laughs> <laughs> I will spend it she, on what I please. She does a budget. She does her thing. She doesn't treat me like that. I think ultimately you gotta let people live, right? There's there's a such thing as in all budgets, right? Most people have a line item that consists of entertainment, which entertainment can be purchases and and things that you you know want to do nice for yourself. So I think ultimately, you know, if you want to get yourself something nice, time to time. You got a couple extra dollars sitting there. You ain't did nothing. You know, you did nothing nice for yourself in a minute. I don't personally see the problem with it. Let me let me just say this last part, man. I also saw people saying, like, what would you rather have, a PS5 or a trip to Fiji? Ain't no damn trip to Fiji $500. <laughs> like, one, you know, one thing I hate about our people, man, one thing that does get under my skin is that, like, whenever some black people see other black people buying something, video games, sneakers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, how come you're not starting a business? How come you're not yeah. buying stocks? How yeah. come you're not doing, you know, you know, you can do both, right? Like mm-hmm. black people aren't mm-hmm. so damn desolate that you can't have both. Right. And I hate that <laughs> mentality. I really, cause it, let, let me, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention the stock thing, how, you know, it, that was one of the questions that was sent out there too. Oh well, you know, my lady said instead of buying the this, the PlayStation, she's gonna blind buy me stock in the yeah. Um, all right, yeah, yo, you, can, you can still get some stock in Sony and, and have I the hate system. I hate it. Like you don't have to choose. And let me also say this part: when people look at like Steve Jobs, he only wore like that black turtleneck. That shit was like six hundred dollars. Mark Zuckerberg, where's that four hundred? I mean, where's that black shirt? That was that's a four hundred dollar custom made T shirt. Yep. Stop with the foolishness that white folks don't spend money on their clothes because yep. that Hanes T shirt ain't no damn Hanes T shirt. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let, let me stop. I'm sorry. That, that shit is that shit is Gucci Demar shit. Yeah, was yo, made in France somewhere. It's so frustrating. Fr- you know, yeah. Like, like if so, if, so, if someone has saved up five hundred dollars and their happiness in a time where you can't go anywhere is a PlayStation for them to be comfortable in their home. Why are you going to criticize it and be like, oh, well, that's not going to Japan. That ain't going to France. Right. Come on, man. I mean, I think I think we all set our piece on that. Go ahead. Take us take us home. Well, what you got? Final words, Colin. What you got? Nah, man. Nice ass segment. Dope segment. Information. We talked about Joe and talked about Charlemagne. At the end of the day, we both, you know, we all feel as though they both have great opportunities, man, and they're going to be doing some great things, you know, and being able to pick up some other, some black creatives and, and you know, show us the way as well. So, I mean, ultimately doing great. Uh, the PS5, yeah. If you have the means to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. But, yeah, you know, if you have the means to communicate with your, with your spouse or whatever, then do that. You know what I mean? If, if, if you don't, that, I mean, that's on you. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know everybody's household, but PS5. Go get it. 
It looked dope. <laughs> man, I said all I got to say, man. I really do hope that Joe is successful. And I think you, and I hope that Charlemagne and all those folks are successful too. And if you're looking for the PS5 and, you know, it's within your means or whatever, get it, man. Like, if anything, if this pandemic ain't showed you, you get, you got one life, one. And you better enjoy the amount of money that you make while you're making it. Like, certainly save for retirement and prepare. Like, those are smart things to do. But, like, enjoy a little bit of it along the way, man. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy a little bit of it. I think ultimately you both kind of said that, so I'm going to echo the same thing with Joe and Charlemagne. First of all, I hope that the two of them are still brothers. Uh, I, I hope that it was a tough conversation for them both to have, and I hope that it didn't ruin any friendships or anything that they have going, going with each other. I hope that they are ultimately successful. I think with the PS5, and all of this stuff, like, man, it's cool to have fun with it, you know, and the means and, you know, how you want to act at, at your house because you want to be able to cop that. But I think ultimately black folks just live a little bit, man. Yep. Live a little bit. You know, it's OK. It's OK to, to to splurge a time or two on yourself, on your spouse or whatever, on your household. It's OK. On your kids, whatever. You know, and everything does not have to be. Like you said, Alice, everything doesn't have to be a choice. Everything doesn't have to be to the ultimate extremes of, mm-hmm. oh, if I buy this, if I buy this Xbox or this PlayStation, yeah, I missed out on the opportunity of owning a business. Like, come on, yo. We we don't have to keep doing that to each other. We don't. So yeah, man. Live, man. Live a little bit. What you what you got, Pete? None, man. I'm trying to cop this PS5, man. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-orders they they said they're gonna have more i think on i thought today but that i black ain't, I ain't see yeah that black one so yeah oh. it, it looked dope I, yeah, front. I, I ain't gonna lie i think i might be converting back to playstation yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. hey man it's 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 what i've had man it's, there's no glitches it's a it's a from what i heard it's a better gaming system so well i got i got a couple know. questions for you because because it's been it's been a minute since i had one uh, but i'll ask you once we're done recording Cool. <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna be it but let me get my shout outs real quick first of all shout out to the awesome awesome black media company podcast network crossover media that's powering this awesome show shout out to the fellas for doing all this work that we doing out here it's getting recognized too shout out to us uh debuting at 185 on the uh amazon, amazon. podcast charts so give you guys a round of give yourself a round of applause a pat on the back and all of that good stuff. Shout out to OTR Sports. Look for that. OTR Film. Look for that. Shout out to all the people network. And I think that's it, man. My shout out, man. Dope shout out. Man, yep. y'all been listening to Off the Record. Until next time, we out, folks. Yeah. Yes.